a listener production. Welcome back to episode 144 of the Howie Games Part B. Bumble is just firing up. So you come home from that test series and you didn't play another uh, you didn't play another test match. No. What was that Be- because boycott was back because uh, yeah yeah yeah. Like, you know you, you've got an extraordinary test record, Bumble. I know you're very self-effacing, but you know you've got a you've got a fantastic test average. But you didn't play many test matches. No, the, I mean, Boyk's getting back, so he's always going to get back. And then my form dipped. And if my form dipped, I, would, I wouldn't be good enough. I wasn't just playing well enough. Um, uh, and so, that you know, that was the end. And I knew it was the end. I mean, I, I didn't expect to play again. And I had a couple of good years after then, but I think the damage was done. They'd moved on and... You know, other players, David Gower comes into the scene and Graham Gooch comes into the scene. So uh, you get, as, as ever, you get overtaken by younger players. Just so people are aware that um, that aren't familiar, so nine tests, you average 42 and a half. So it is a tremendous test career. I, I, I want to say that. It's a tremendous test career. But you, you go into umpiring, you go into coaching, but Bumble, I'll be completely honest with you, as well as talking about you playing cricket, I really wanted to get you on because I I love listening to you commentate. Um, so many people do. So I want to talk to you about commentary. That's really why I've um, I've been lucky enough to have you on the show. What's the first thing you commentated on? What's the first game of cricket? Would have been on the wireless, on the radio? It, it was, yeah. It was on, on Test Match Special. It was round about, it, it must have been round about 1983 when I'd just retired and Lancashire got into the Gillette Cup final against Sussex. Mm-hmm. And I got a call that, that and what, what they tended to do is get, a retired player from Lancashire and a retired player from Sussex to do the summary. Okay. And I got I got the call to do that, and it, it sort of snowballed very quickly after that. Um, through that was through Peter Baxter, who you probably know, who was yes. the producer on Test Match Special for a long, long time. What were you like and first so up? Gr- what, what, what were you like first up? Do you reckon? Um, well, do you know, naively, I thought there's a script. I thought there, <laughs> there must be something that you've got to read out. No. <laughs> There's your microphone, off you go. Um, and you, you work alongside, don't forget, I'm working alongside some real vintage yes. uh, doyens of, of commentary. Uh, Brian Johnston, um, Bill Frindle would be the scorer, Don Morsey, Trevor Bailey. Wow. Um, Henry Blofeld, Christopher Martin Jenkins. So, <laughs> you know, your passage is pretty easy. The other, are we, the other interesting thing about that, on Test Match Special at that time, oh, and a young Jonathan Agnew, Aggers was just starting. As a summariser, you didn't come in until the end of the over. And so you got probably, you're probably about 50 seconds to summarise what's just happened and look forward to what might happen. And then you shut up and then the lead commentator commentates all six deliveries and then you come in again. Rather than now, it's a conversation between two, maybe three people. Yeah. Now that that's a big change uh, from from when I first started. The summariser comes in at the end of the over and then shuts up. And now you've got a, a, a two or three way conversation every delivery. 
It's fascinating, isn't it, that, that, that on Test Match Specials you're talking about it. It sounds like still here on the ABC on the wireless, like it was always the callers that were the stars mm-hmm. of the show. So Tim Lane yeah. was the star and then Jim Maxwell still currently is the star, yeah. whereas yeah. the cricket I've always broadcast on, the, the caller, if, if it's me, the, the stars have always been the players. So it's the Pontings mm-hmm. and the Gilchrists and the Warns that mm-hmm. are the stars. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a different approach in, in a couple of ways, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a shift. It's a complete change. Um, and, and, of course, the, uh, getting back to sort of moving on into TV. Yeah. That I was, I was the, the colour commentator, as they, they call it, the colour commentator on Sky for a couple of years, a good two years, and then the producer, the senior guy, um, pulled me on one side and said, look, we'd like to try on lead. That's after two years. Huh. And, like, present day, we get new people come in to the com box and they go straight on lead. Yeah. And I think, wow, good luck. All the best with this. <laughs> going straight on to lead. And you're always like, you've got, you've got the PA in your ear, you've got the producer, you've got the director, and you've got your sound so that you can hear them, but you can't hear them. And when, if somebody new comes in and they just go straight on to lead, you're wondering, can they hear? Can they hear the count for a start? <laughs> we're, 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 yeah, because they seem to be talking over the count. Yeah, <laughs> it's, because obviously I didn't play cricket at, 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 at a level at all, so that was my first introduction. The first game of Big Bash cricket I ever did, Bumble, it was Ricky Ponting and Adam Gilchrist sitting beside me and you've mm-hmm. got to say hello and welcome and you've worked on other things before but I can clearly remember the bowler standing at the top of his mark on the first game of cricket I ever had to commentate thinking, well, I know cricket but when he hits this, I'm not sure what's going to come out of my mouth. So, And there was yeah. people talking to your left. It was frightening. I, like, yeah. how, how did you find your introduction to TV because there are so many more things going on when it's a television broadcast? I got, I got, I got there. Um, I, I did me sort of homework and played about with the machine and got my pots just about the right level and asked a couple of questions, watched a bit, observed. I, I stood and watched a little bit, right. Right, let's have a go. Um, and it, 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 I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I love it. Like we said right at the beginning, it, every delivery is an event. I have no idea what's going to happen. Not a clue what's going to happen. And so react, you react to every delivery. And so, you know, there's a bit of fun to be had as well. Um, there's times when the game is full on. And so you're on the edge of the seat and, you know, it's a ding dong battle and crickets took over. Uh, but there's times when there's nothing happening, so let's have a look around the crowd. Let's see who's in, and and you've got these earpieces now, which are an absolute boon. You can have a conversation with somebody in the crowd, and I'm I'm I can lip read a bit, and I can lip read a bit because my mother used to work in a weaving mill, right? And yeah, so she never trusted me with a house key. So when I left, when, when I finished school, I had to go down to the weaving mill 
And and it's what a noise! I mean, it was such a cacophony of noise in this weaving mill. And my my mother would be there, and she'd sort of mime to me, "What do you want? I want the key." And so I could I could sort of lip read a bit. So when there's somebody in the crowd with one of these earpieces, I could say, uh, "Have you come very far? No. Oh, Watford. Come from Watford, have you? Have you come on the train? No. And you've come in the car, have you? Yeah." And I can see you brought your father with you, and it's her husband, obviously. It's her husband. <laughs> well, I was watching. I was watching um, yesterday or before you came on. You with the wonderful Ishigua, one of the just a wonderful broadcaster, and you were chatting to a couple of young blokes in the crowd. Yeah, younguns are in. Got the earpieces in. Let's have a chat at some stage with one of these younguns during the day. And you were figuring out his his name, and he was Fraser. In the middle, a lad with a, an England floppy hat. They're on the big screen now. These three lads who are on the big screen. And that's it. Give us a wave. Come on, give us a wave. That's it. You enjoying yourself? You having a good time? Good lad. Are you a batter or a baller? What do you do? Do you bat a ball? Batter, that's it. What number up there? Opening number four. Wait, one, two, three. Three, number three. Brilliant. That's the way. And is that your mate next to you? Who's that little lad you've come with? Who's the lad you've come with? Him. What's his name? You're going to lip read, isn't it? Yeah, I'm good at lip reading. Fraser. That's him, yeah. <laughs> and then you lip read enough to know that he was from Bolton. Yeah. Where have you come from? Bolton? Yeah. You Lancashire lads. Like me, then. Over the M62. And, and it's brilliant TV because he's, when you say you've got the earpiece in for people to understand, he's listening to the Sky commentary at the time. So you're having a live comment and the, the kid was beside himself. Yeah, he did. I mean, sometimes you get a blank because he's listening to TMS. He's got the radio <laughs> He's on. listening to the opposition. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so you win one, you lose one. And so, yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where do you sit? Because on entertainment in in sports broadcasting, I've always thought that we're there to entertain, but where do you sit on the line between when it's a slow game, Bumble, and you, you inherently know with your vast experience that it needs a little bit, you've got to inject something. When, when do you decide is the right time to inject your wonderful sense of humour and theatre and entertainment into the broadcast? Because it's, it's a fine line for all broadcasters, that, I guess. Yeah, it, it's when, when there's nothing happening, when it, it, needs, it, it needs a bit of a push, it's a bit stalemate. Um, it, it can be a bit formulaic, say a 50-over game when, you know, we know at the beginning how it's going to go for the first 10 overs and then it's a power play. And and so if it gets formulaic and a little bit boring or there's nothing happening, it's stalemate in the test match, you can go off on one. You can and you can just have a bit of fun. <laughs> you won't have a clue who that is, will you? No you have no idea, idea. You're on about. You know, you know who the boss is? Think music, who's the boss? Bruce Springsteen. Good man. What's that got to do with John Wayne Hastings? Well, it's wine, isn't it? This, this gun's for air, even though I'm just dancing in the dark. He's bowling in the dark. Everybody's burst into song here. Oh, they're singing it all the way through. <laughs> Guitar solo. <laughs> Big shot, out into the deep. Fielder comes round, one bounce. And so 
you know, I, I always remember it was a test match at Old Trafford. And the, the producer and director, there's a tram uh, a, a network runs outside the ground. They said, we're going to get you on that and drive the tram. You drive the tram. So it took about an hour to, to go and set it up. And I got on this tram and I drove the tram. And, and of course, they edit it down. Yep. And it, it, it finished up in the edit. It, it was 45 seconds. And it, it, this, a geezer sort of got in touch. You know, what's going on? I want to watch a cricket match. <laughs> and there's this, clown dri- there's this clown driving a tram <laughs> when I'm trying to watch a cricket match. <laughs> and so I very politely went back to him and said, look, I'm, I'm sorry that you saw it that way. I said, but it's a seven and a half hour day and that little episode took 45 seconds. I said, that's all it was. And it, 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 it came back, the geezer comes back and he said, ah, oh, you're right. He said, I was just a bit that way out. <laughs> back to Bumble in a moment. I have not met a man more passionate about talking about cricket, watching cricket, listening to cricket, playing cricket than Michael Edward Colleen Hussey. Huss made runs for fun. The only one that ever doubted Huss was Huss. I was feeling great. I was thinking, wow, how good an experience is this? But then Ricky went out and won the toss and we were batting. And so within half an hour, I was going to be opening the batting with Matthew Hayden in my first test. And that's when everything started to change. (laughs) The butterflies started, the nerves really kicked in, the doubts. Uh, We did the national anthem. About halfway through that, with the, cr- the crowd were loud, roaring out the national anthem. I lost all feeling in my legs. <laughs> you, you lost feeling in your legs? I, I lost, I, lo- I couldn't feel my legs. And then I scurried off to get my pads on. I went to the toilet for about the 35th time. Anyway, I remember being in the middle of the Gabba, about to face my first ball. And Fidel Edwards was the opening bowler, and he's got a long run up. So you think this is where my training, my four step routine would kick in. But it's amazing how the mind can fail you at the most inopportune time. So he starts his run up and my mind starts wandering and thinking back to playing in the backyard with my brother Dave. And then just as he was getting to his delivery stride, I actually, the, I actually started to feel like I was welling up a little bit. And, I, and what the last thought I had as he let go of that ball was you cannot be seen crying on your first ball in Test Match Cricket. So you just about had tears in your eyes. I, I just about had, I, I could feel tears just welling up in my eyes. And, and look, I'll be the first to admit I didn't handle – the emotions of my first test well at all. Um, I was an emotional wreck. It was such a long journey just getting there, you know, a childhood dream to get hold of a baggy green cap to play in a test match for, for your country and it actually happened. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I, emotionally, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it at that stage. That's Mr Cricket on episode 83 of the show, episode 83. All right, let's get back to Bumble. So... You just, you've just said to me the dog's fast asleep. So my podcast with you is uh, hopefully it hasn't done this to the audience. You've sent the dog to sleep, have you? Well, the, the, I've got to tell you about these dogs. There's the, this one on. that you can't see, he's, he's seven months and he's, he's a fox terrier. And What's his name? He's, he's called Scrappy. <laughs> Scrappy. Yeah. And <laughs> his, his sister is five months old and she's called Spotty. <laughs> so... <laughs> Are they good dogs, Spotty and Scrappy? No, anything but. No. You've got to, I tell you, Howie, you've got to be careful where you're treading in this house at the minute. 
now, now tell me, yeah. what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you reckon, we're talking about commentary, what do you reckon the key to successful broadcasting, successful cricket broadcasting is, mate, because you've got a wealth of experience? Um, I can only go back to my dad's uh, advice when I was a lad all the way through, just be yourself. If you, if, if you try and be something else, the public will, will find you out. You just, just be yourself. And one of the best compliments that you can get um, is, is if you're in the pub and somebody comes up to you and says, that, hey, you're just like you are on the telly. Yeah. Now, I think that that is bang on that. Hey, it's just, it's just like he is on the telly. So that, you know, there's no different. I'm, I'm very simple. I, I'm sort of a couple of beers and a curry and up to the pub and sit with my mates, creature of habit, uh, going there for an hour, early doors, half past five, quarter to seven, and just chat away to some blokes. And some of them have no idea what I do. Right. They've not a clue what I do. <laughs> I've got, I've got to tell you about... I'm digressing from cricket. Please do. One of my mates, listen to this. This is brilliant for your listeners. Okay. He's called Paul. So, and he's 61, 62. And he's done time. He's been inside. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he's got one thumb, one tooth, <laughs> and two hearing aids. So he, he he he's got toothache in this one tooth, <laughs> and he, so so he, he said I've got to. He said I'm having it out. I'm having this tooth out. His only said, tooth. Oh, all right. His only tooth. His only tooth. He said I'm having it out. I said, well, that's great. I said because you'll be able to get some new ones. You get some new teeth. <laughs> he's he's sixty two. This bloke. He says, no, I'm not getting any new ones. He said, I'm borrowing my mother's. <laughs> <laughs> she, he, said, he, said, he said she leaves them at the side of the bed. <laughs> and he's just going to grab them. Yeah. And then he, he, when, he, when he did time, yeah. if I, do you know what a Reliant Robin is? No. It's a three-wheeled car. Oh. It's a three-wheeled car. Well, like Mr Bean drives. Yeah, yeah, and like Only Fools and Horses. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. only fools and horses. Okay, okay, okay. So he's decided, him and his mate Joey, this is Paul, he's going to ram raid, he's going to ram raid <laughs> this TV shop because they've got some VCRs in the, in the they've got them all stacked up and he can get shut of them in the pub. Right. So they try, they try to ram raid the front door <laughs> of this television shop. Yeah. But the three-wheeler wouldn't go up the curb. <laughs> it's not... It was, they couldn't get it. He kept hitting this curb. So they had one last go and he's hit this curb and the doors fell off. <laughs> door, the doors gone. So they've done a runner. They've done a runner. The alarm's gone. The alarm's gone up, so they've done a runner. But but they forgot the dog. They left the dog in the car. Who's got and the, the dog the dog's got his collar on with his name and address. <laughs> That's a great digression. That's a great digression. I'm going to digress on you for a moment now. You mentioned you love a pint and a curry. My experience in living in London, you'd go out on a Saturday night with your mates and you'd have five or six pints and it'd be 9, 10, 11 o'clock, midnight, 
And typically in Australia then we'd kick off and go home, Bumble. But no, you had to stop and have a curry. Yeah. And it's something I never understood, lying into a curry in half past 11 at night. Yeah, I mean, it's a sort of English thing, but it reminds me of the pie floater at Adelaide. Yes, so it, yes. Yeah, and that, that was outside the station at midnight. Yeah, so you've got, you, I, I've done that loads of times. <laughs> You must have been a late finish to the test match. Is it the Commodore of the Metropole, which is opposite? And we used to... Intercontinental. That's it. We go across there and I'd just sit in there and, and then there's a casino right next to it, isn't there? There is. I think so. There is. Yeah. There but is. But the pie floater was always there. <laughs> now tell me, the, the, we've had, um, and I mentioned it a couple of times, and obviously it's making headlines around the ashes, we have had a, a really tough time, as the UK has with the coronavirus, as everybody has in the world. But one of the great joys in winter has been watching for the last um, couple of years, when we haven't been able to do anything, to test cricket. And, you know, we whack on Fox Cricket and, and there you guys are. And, and I think you mentioned Bill Laurie. I would always hope that it would be a combination where I was watching with you and the great Michael Holding in commentary. And, and Mikey's been on this show, but gee. And he's just recently retired from, from Test Cricket. The relationship you two seem to have in the broadcast box is, is just a thing of beauty, whether it was the, the, the complete oppositeness of your northern accent and his West Indian accent. Jamaican accent. I don't know what it was, Bumble, but but how did you find working with Michael Holding? Because to listen is as is as most. It's the most beautiful cricket combo I reckon I've heard. Just as a punter sitting at home. Sri Lanka have a chance of evening, evening up, <laughs> evening. Uh, let me try that all again. <laughs> what a start to this morning. The sun is shining in the way, Bumble. <laughs> yes, good evening. Well, he, he, number one, he's a great man. Uh, he's, he's just a wonderful human being. He's steeped in cricket. He, he can't be doing with 2020. He won't go near it. No, he won't go near it at it. all. Can't no, no, it, he? Won't have it. won't have it at all. <laughs> um, but you, you, when you get alongside somebody like that, you just... You just you're in the zone, you're just bouncing off each other and you'll be quiet and, you know, he'll pick up and then I'll come in. And it's just, that, that half-hour stint just goes. It's gone before it started. Um, and he's such a stubborn, he's such a stubborn Jamaican. <laughs> and he, he, you've mentioned there he's retired. He's adamant that he hasn't. Right. He, uh, no, no. But he's not doing it again. But he hasn't retired. That's it. I'm not doing it again. I haven't retired. Uh, right. Well, if you're not doing it again, it may, no, I haven't retired. I didn't retire. I never said I've retired as a player and I haven't said I've retired as a commentator. Right. And our, our boss, our boss at Sky... Yeah on social media when people are putting up, like, Mikey's retired and, oh, dear me. The, our boss at, at, has come in, he said, I can tell you categorically he has not retired. Wow. So it, it's watch this space, really. Okay, well, hopefully we get to see you both again. Well, I, 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 would, I, I had a message from him last week and he, he's back home in the Caymans. You know, his wife's not well at all and he's back in the Cayman mm. Islands. And he, he, he said, I've just popped home because I'm on the road again. I thought, well, where's he going? 
<laughs> you know what? what so, and I'm trying to rack my brains what, what cricket there is because he won't go near T20. And so he said, I'm on the road again. So where he is, I don't know. Okay. Can I, can I, I want to ask you about a couple of moments that you've broadcast on that have been enormous moments. There's obviously been so many in Test cricket and, and love it or hate it, these, these are short form games. You were sitting there with the great Ravi Shastri yeah. when Yuvraj Singh. <laughs> went bananas yeah. against Stuart Broad. Yeah. Take me back to that time. That's huge. That is a piggy. It's out of here. Ravi, I'm backing this one. I think this is one of the biggest. Into orbit. Even bringing smoke in the clouds, this. Off the bat, it's still in there. We've lost it. There it is again. And he, he, he just, you could see it developing. He, he's at the height could of you? his game. Yeah, yeah, you could see it. And so the first one goes and the second one goes and it's not a big boundary and he's got a big bat and he's a big man and, and you just got on the edge of the seat. And, I mean, Ravi gets into overdrive. Now around the wicket. Will it make a difference? It doesn't. It's four in a row. You've read Singh. 38 from 10 deliveries. Four sixes in a row. England are having a conference meeting. They're in bits. You know, that that were real special. Stuart's on the receiving end, which is no bad thing just at that time for Stuart to be on the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a crowd warning. Look out. Your, your line at one point, I reckon after four, you've said, this is a crowd warning, look out. Yeah, that's how that, far and wide and high it. the ball was yeah. going. Look out in the crowd, it's coming <laughs> your way. Yeah. King's beat on its feet. So is the commentary box. And here goes Broad. Last ball of the innings. And he's put it away. Six sixes and an over. Yuvrat Singh finishes things off in style. The first time it's happened in 2020. Still one ball, one over to go. Get out of here, Yuvrat Singh. Look at that. India, as one man, stood together. I don't believe it. I've seen hitting not like this. Massive. Absolutely massive. Forget them two. It's all about him. Yuvrat Singh, 50, 12 deliveries. You're kidding me. The other one I want to talk to you about is the the most famous T20 game of all time, England versus the West Indies, yeah. and I'm loving talking about this because, once again, it was the Poms on the receiving end. Yeah, yeah. Um, ben Stokes this time, yeah. One over to go. Ben Stokes has got 18 runs to play with. Brathwaite is on strike. Take me through the closing stages of that, and it's you and another man with just the most beautiful voice and a wonderful commentator, Ian Bishop. Oh, heaved into the leg side. Oh, West Indies, that helps. Particularly strong leg side, not a great delivery. And they need a couple more. Yeah, so, so I'm on lead, um, ambitious colour. And again, I can see England have won 99% of this game. Yeah. Oh, big shot, huge shot, where's it gone? Into the stands. But this is a glimpse into his future. Future's right here, right now. And can try to lose the game. And you could see it, Bish, 
Over to you. He's no man, he said, your Lee. Oh, it's high in the air again. Oh, it's three sixes. And that's his 18 gone. Three sixes. He is a big unit and he is flawed. So I just put my microphone down, put it down, and I just went like, I just went, off you go. And I put mine down, so he had right. to pick up. He had to pick up. And that, I mean, what you mentioned, what, it's one of the great lines, isn't it? Remember the name. Carlos Brathwaite! Carlos Brathwaite! Remember the name! History for the West Indies! What a match we've had here at Eden Gardens. 24 from four deliveries and the West Indies win. And he makes he makes a nice bat, does Carlos. He makes trident cricket bats. Does he? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he, they're good bats. He makes trident bats in a little factory out in Barbados. So as you mentioned, though, you, you, you were the lead commentator. So for those that are not aware with what we're talking about, you're calling the ball and Bish is describing what has happened, yeah. which you've done for the for the first part of the over and then yeah. Brathwaite hits another six and yeah. then he hits another six. Yeah. So then you put your microphone down. So now you will have worked with all sorts of broadcasters, as have I, some that are extremely generous yeah. and others that <laughs> when... When things are happening, you can't drag them out of the commentary box. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that that's um that's a generous it's that's extremely generous broadcasting. Understanding that the West Indies could potentially do something amazing. You've got a proud West Indian beside you, and you've taken a step back to allow him to call it. That's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's it's wonderful broadcasting, Bumble. Well, I, I go back to my dad and be yourself, and you know I think it's best to just step back. Over to you. You're winning this. Over to you. Um, and it, it's just, I, I just thought it was quite natural thing to do. It didn't, uh, I, I get your point that, that some you can't shut them up. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bumble, frequent listeners to this show will know I have a couple of children and I always have a chat about who the guest is. Um, and I, I have a, a daughter and a son. And my son is age nine and he watches. Cricket with me. Uh, so he um, is aware of you and we have a bit of a chat and then they formulate a question yeah. and then they ask the question of the guest. Now, he is nine. His name is Mac, but you'll hear him introduce himself. He has his own nickname, Bumble, called the Big Penguin. Right. Okay? So he rolls as the Big Penguin. Now, I'll turn this up on full volume and I'll beam it over there to Yorkshire and hopefully you can hear it. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mr. Lloyd, Big Penguin here. First off, I think you're a great commentator. You're very funny. And I think you're a bit better than Dad. No offence, Daddles. Anyway, you played cricket a fair while ago, and I wasn't alive at the time, but I hear you are really good. But what I want to know, at the moment, who is your favourite England cricket player? Mine is Geoffrey Archer. Oh, no then. The big penguin. What can we say, Joffrey Archer? That's a good choice. That's serious pace for him. a start. No, loves him. That's serious mm. pace. Is he going to be fit? That's a massive question. Is he going to be it fit? Is. Who's my favourite player right now? It'd have to be Ben Stokes. Um, he, he, Ben's not well at the minute, um, but I think he's done great things for England. 
He has carried England. He's a real talisman. Uh, and uh, there's many people would say that Ben Stokes is Australian. Yeah. Um, he's, New, he's New Zealand, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, mate. We claim him. Russell, Cl- Russell yeah. Crowe's from New Zealand. Yeah. We always say he's Australian as well. Crowded house, yeah. crowded house as well at the same. Yeah. So it'd be Ben, ben Stokes it would be my favourite. Um, and, and the lad that I, I like, Rashid, I think Adol Rashid, who's not going to play in the test matches, but I think he's developed into a really good leg spinner. He played over here for the um, Adelaide Strikers, fantastic bowler. Yeah, he's been lovely. He's a grand lad as well, nice lad. Uh, I just want to ask you about one more thing before um, I wind this up on your bumble. As a commentator, you got to step back in the middle and I was watching this, you facing the great... Matai Muraliteran, and I was watching it on social media and managed to hit him for six. Uh, take me through that. Well, you've been hitting Matai Muraliteran for sixes. What's happening out there? Yeah, off memory, nothing more than that. I, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. I, it was, I was thrilled, absolutely thrilled, just to get out again. How are we? I hit him for six, two in two. Did you? This I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, well, you better tell me about this then. Yeah. They, they, they both went into the same place and one went through a Range Rover window. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and Murali, Murali said, he, he threw them up. He said, I threw them up for you. I said, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> And I told I told him I told him a bare barefaced lie. I said I picked them as well. I picked both of them. <laughs> knew which way they were going. And if if there were one shot that I could play to a spinner, if there were one shot that I could play, I could step down two paces, drop kick it on the half volley just over there, and and it, it was vacant and the cars were parked, and I got lucky. I can tell you, I just got lucky. But I got lucky two in two. <laughs> He got lucky two in two. So in in your time in commentary, Bumble, give me one batsman, and and this is tough for you, give me one batsman and one bowler that you've commentated on and you've described how long you've been in the caper now that to you was what I would call bums on seats. Like you go to the ground that day. For me, when Australia's playing India and I know Cole is going to bat, I'm just hoping I'm in commentary for that period. Who, who's the batsman and the bowler that you get up in the morning and think, rub your hands together or have and thought, right, I'm seeing this guy in action today? Do you mean presently or in the past? Any time that you've been commentating. Brian Lara, mm-hmm. without a shadow of a doubt, Brian Lara, absolute genius. As a bowler, Shane Warne, uh, again, just a genius. And a larrikin genius and all. Yeah. And he's still the same. He's still the same. Just that your God-given talent that I tell you what I, I keep looking at his hands and he's got little stubby hands. Yeah, they're horrible. His, his they hand, look like sausage rolls yeah, on the end of his hands. Yeah, in fact, if they're sausage rolls, I'm surprised he hasn't eaten them. <laughs> but but I mean to to play against him or or you know to come up against him um, when you know I was with England. He's going to win the game. He's going to be in the game at some stage. He had great control. You know, that was a, the, the battle of all battles was Kevin Peterson versus Shane Warne in 2005. My word. Again, again, that was unbelievable. And, and you'd, you'd have to say Peterson won the battle. Yes, and the Ashes. And the Ashes. Um, 
And Warney in that series got 40 wickets plus, I think. And made runs. Yeah. And so, you know, he, he would be disappointed with, with not winning the Ashes there, Warney. Um, but just for a great showman, a great exponent, you, you've got to look at... So we, we if we come, we're going to bring this lad Parkinson, who's a nice little lad who bowls leg spin and bowls one out the front of his hand now and again. Now and again. Right. Ball's leg spin and one out the front of his hand now and again. Shane Warren had ball hard spun leg spin that dipped in the air. It swung in before it spun out. He'd ball a googly, which he'd show you. He'd show you a googly every now and again. And he'd ball this devastating thing out the front of his hand, a flipper. Yeah. And he, he had a zooter, a shooter, a scooter and a fluter. <laughs> he had all them. <laughs> And he could control the lot of them. Yeah. He controlled the lot of them. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it's a no-brainer for me from two fantastic cricketers. One, a leg spinner, uh, you know, no, we're never going to see the likes of that. Um, Brian Lara just single-handedly, the, the, you know, that high back lift and the flash of yeah. a bat and he'd take anybody on. Yeah, and this is a this is a tough one for you. You mentioned Bill Laurie, and I mentioned that I, I love listening to you and Mikey out of the UK. H- whose commentary do you enjoy? Whether they're still doing it or whether they're retired, like Bill, is it Bill for you that you look up to and think, "Wow, he, I can see why being an entertainer and a, and a and a, a loud caller that Bill is in in a similar way to you." Yeah, um, it, it was Bill all the way for me. Um, going back through radio, I, I, I mentioned earlier that I'd, I've been with some quite remarkable people with Brian Johnson and Christopher Martin Jenkins, Blofeld, um, Don Mosey, a name which perhaps a lot of people wouldn't know, but, you know, really good broadcaster. And so, you know, present day, I work with some real good lads, Hussane, um, Atherton, mm-hmm. or, or top of the profession Ian Bishop that you've mentioned is terrific to work with Ian Smith is an absolute gem yes I mean an absolute gem and not far behind him is Simon Dool and if you want to know about cricket listen to Ian Chappell if you want to know about cricket listen to Ian Chappell and so there's time now for all the young guys coming in I'll tell you who's good, Ricky Ponting. Oh, R- Ricky Ponting. And he's he's bloody good with a coffee. He, 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 yeah, he knows his place, does Rick. <laughs> he, he knows it. He does. He does. He turns up. He's a young lad. Young lad, he's new. He, and he, get, he gets the coffees in. He's trying to impress. He? Yeah, he does. He gets the coffees in. So... You know, we're privileged that we work with some great people, some diverse people. Um, Ravi Shastri that you've mentioned. I've just worked with one who's completely off the scale, let me tell you. Who's that? Dinesh Kartik. Oh, I haven't worked with him. Oh, are we? Are we? Completely off the scale. Is he? Yeah. He's as mad as a bunch of balloons. <laughs> as mad as a bunch of balloons. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for the... 
this will have been more prevalent. You mentioned the chap saying, why, why am I watching you on a tram? For, for broadcasters now and anyone in life, let's be honest, Bumble, with the advent of social media, you can get feedback immediately. So if I come off a stint, you know, I, I, I can look on my phone and, you know, people can say, wow, that was okay, or they can say that was terrible. You get literal feedback direct. How have you dealt with the rare bit of negativity that comes your way in a very public job because you can't please all the people all the time, obviously. Yeah, no, you can't. Um, you, 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 you're hoping that you, you're doing the best that you can and I never, never get involved publicly with that sort of thing. But I, I can admit to just the odd private message now and again. <laughs> right. and, and I, I can only do it in my own way. And and I would I would do it. I'll tell you what I'll do. You know, you're rubbish. It's about time you're retired. So I get all that. Yeah. So I said, look, I'm doing my best. I'm a pensioner. I'm, I'm a pensioner. I'm doing my best. And I've got and I've got two houses, a boat, and a racehorse to look after. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go with that next time. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with that next time. Yeah. It, that, that is a killer. That is a killer. Yeah. Give, give me a chance. Give me a chance. I've got two horses. I've got, sorry, two houses, a boat and a racehorse. Righto, Bumble. We always finish this. We, we, we are blessed to have a lot of youngsters listening to this show. Um. And you've obviously had a very successful career in cricket across all facets, as we've discussed. For the youngsters out there that want to have some success in their life, in any field, whether it be sport or not, anything that they are passionate about, um, and as a father, and I presume you're a grandfather as well, you know the weight of this question, what advice would you pass on to the next generation that want to have some some success in their lives, Bumble? Just be yourself. I, I, I can never get away. Every time I get asked that sort of question, I go back to my dad. Uh, whatever you do, just be yourself uh, because the public will find you out. And the other thing uh, about how to succeed, you just got to work hard. You, you, you know, just, just dot the I's and cross the T's, observe, listen, be a good listener. You know, even, you know, when you're coaching, be a good listener, listen to a player. And so you can absorb all sorts of information if you listen and get advice and spew it out. Some will be great and some needs to be shredded. Mm -hmm. Um, But above all, don't try and be something that you're not. It's great advice, Bumble. I've enjoyed this hour and a half immensely after we got up and running after a few technical details. I'm not sure it will ever happen, but hopefully I get to sit beside you and watch you in a commentary box at some stage and our worlds collide. Enjoy the ashes. Thank you so much for joining me on the Howie Games. I can't tell you how big a thrill this has been for me. Stay safe, mate, and good luck with those dogs and be careful what you're stepping in around the house. I know. The the pleasure's been all mine, Howie. It's been a hoot. Thanks ever so much. What a storyteller Bumble is just brings entertainment to the game of cricket. Thanks to David for lighting up an evening for me. Back when we spoke, hopefully he also put a smile on your dial. Until next Thursday with our mystery cricket guest. Yep, 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 yep. It's a goodie. Peace and love. And we can do it if we try, try, try. If we try, try, try. 
we try, try, try. Listener.